Hey there, welcome to First Glance with Jody Vance. This is where we get you studied up on opportunities in the markets. And if you're thinking, I do not have enough money to invest, ah, 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 maybe you do. You don't have to have a lot to get into the game. And once you get into the game, if you do it in the right way, uh, you might find that you have more to play with. It's not just for stuffed shirts and pocket squares anymore. It's for all of us to get invested in, but we gotta learn about the people behind the products, behind the services, behind the stocks. And we're gonna do that yet again today on The First Glance with Jody Vance. Uh, next up here is Plus Products. The stock symbol is P-L-U-S, Plus Products. Uh, Co-founder and CEO, Jake Highmark is with us. Hi, Jake. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be with you because I gotta tell you, I've had a couple of conversations about similar uh, cannabis discussions. Uh, we talked to Delic on the program and talking specifically about psychedelics, but we went down the path of the history of cannabis and your company plus products seems to be addressing one of the number one sort of issues that, that people like myself, chickens, um, want, like, I want to know that I can count on the product that I am purchasing to deliver like the glass of wine gives me the glass of wine or the shot of tequila feels like a shot of tequila because I don't want a shot of tequila if I feel like a glass of wine. So I'm looking at Plus Products. Can you give us the Coles notes about who you are in that regard? Sure. Plus is an edibles company in California. We started about five years ago. Um, and I think very early on, as I was starting to learn about the industry and my background had been in technology before, I noticed that my wife was consuming a lot of cannabis and mostly smoking. Now, I don't know much about the science of smoking and really none of us do. It's still very early, but I have learned through very successful public health programs that smoking is bad for you, uh, which meant that edibles were an alternative. But then most of the edibles that exist on the market, like one time, I'd be stuck in a couch for days and the next time it wouldn't work at all. Right. Um, and so we started plus, I have a co-founder who's uh, a chef at two Michelin star restaurants. He's an amazing genius when it comes to food. Um, and the two of us came together and created plus we've uh, sell an assortment edibles. We sell gummies, we sell mints. Um, and we've got some uh, really interesting stuff in the works for next year as well. So when people talk about edibles, and like I said, we've been having a couple of conversations here on this series with companies that, that are aspiring to be like Plus, if I may, how do you and your co-founder um, manage and, and guarantee the, the similar experience time and again uh, for whatever the reason of, of consuming an edible might be, whether it be medicinal or recreational? So I think it all starts with understanding what do you want the customer to feel right. and where does that North Star really lie? And then you spend your entire uh, life trying to make sure the products get there, right? Yeah. And some of that is, is in a science. We do a lot of testing. We test about five times per batch, more than anybody else in the industry. Um, but we also have a really good team uh, who make sure that on top of all the machinery, on top of all of the science, the consistency that they have every time uh, in making the product is there as well. Because no matter how much you tune your machinery, no matter how much you tune your science, if your team that's making it doesn't get up and go to sleep every day excited about the product that they're making, you can't get it right. And that's what we've really unlocked at Plus. So Jake, walk me through a little bit of the history and, and where you are here Q3 2020. 
So our company has been around for years, uh, about five. And we started my parents' garage in California, uh, making our first out of this. Um, and we're now, I think, on our fourth factory, maybe even fifth in the company uh, here in California. It's in Southern California in a little city uh, just between Los Angeles and Las Vegas in the high desert uh, in a city called Adelanto. And um, what we have grown from is basically a non-existing company with not many sales, being one of the larger ones in California. Um, we sell products at more than 300 dispensaries, uh, about 18 different products right now. I think one major difference between us and our competitors is some of our competitors will have to the tune of 100, 120 products. Um, and we believe that fewer and better is, is actually a simpler way to the customer's heart because then they actually understand what you're giving them. Um, to really focus on having a few really key winners. Uh, in fact, we're now uh, starting to push the edge of what it means to be an edible. So we've focused on taking uh, what we see across a cannabis shop. There's all these different kinds of cannabis, very different, confusing words like hash and rosin and live resin and all these different words that mean different things. Um, and translating that into what works into an edibles environment has been a really interesting challenge. It's something that we've been very successful at. I love the idea of removing the smoke piece from the experience. Um, yet for those of us, I, I, when I call myself a chicken, edibles has always been a hard stop for me because I have witnessed the person hit the floor. Like, like you said, hit the couch for two days. And I'm just like, uh, no, thank you on that cookie for me. I'm good. I'll just, you know, going with what I know, have the glass of wine or whatever, but I'd love to be able to do that. And it sounds to me that you're, 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 you're tapping into something that a different market is kind of where I'm going here. Like who was your target five years ago? Who is your target today? Cause I kind of feel like as a 53 year old woman, I might kind of be your target. Um, we find that our products really work well for people who want to do the same thing almost every day, right? So the question is really, why are you using cannabis? There are a bunch of different reasons why people yeah. use cannabis. Some are trying to take the edge off their day. Some are trying to sleep. Some are trying to escape like some stress elsewhere. Okay, right? all and three all for me. <laughs> That's me. And, and the question is what products right for that time? And look, right. what we make at Plus is not going to be right for every moment. But what we found is really really uh, great customers who want consistency in a product that's low dose, they can take at the end of every day, um, sort of that transition moment between when the work day and when you're unwinding at home, that's the moment where Plus really shines. And right. that consistency that you can get from an edible is actually, if you trust the company, if they get it right every time, then actually becomes part of your routine. And I think when it comes to building brands and cannabis, which a lot of companies are trying to do, a brand isn't a package. A brand isn't a statement. A brand isn't something that somebody says on the shelf. A brand is when somebody has your product over and over and over. It takes years to build. And then when it's missing on their pantry shelf, they go, I'm out. I have to yeah. get more. And yeah. that's when you they have a the, brand. Where's the list? You need to put the plus on the list. Exactly. Uh, again, plus products, just so you know, if you're just tuning in, uh, stock symbol PLUS. We're with Jake Highmark, who is the co-founder and CEO of Plus Products. Now, Jake, um, with you in the California and Nevada markets, as you've referenced, and I mean, we're in Canada. I am anyway. Uh, Equity Guru is based out of Vancouver. And so here in Canada, um, pot's legal. Like we're, we're living this reality and leading up to the legalization of recreational use, 
um, there were so many naysayers that were like, all hell's going to break loose. This is going to be mayhem. It's going to be pandemonium. And now we're seeing in the United States, more and more states are either decriminalizing completely or uh, legalizing recreational. And I know I see the movement on, on Twitter mostly is where I'm seeing people really speak about it. Um, how do you plan to sort of put that plus footprint across the country and maybe across North America and further? I think that the combination of the presidential elections, but even more importantly, a bunch of ballot initiatives uh, this past election cycle was really important as an indicator of where the country is going. Something that's a little bit odd about the U.S. is it's not one giant federal system, right? right. We have a patchwork of states and actually even here in California, a patchwork of local regulations as well. And so something that many people don't know, but I'm super excited by because it says, hey, this is a real moment for cannabis, is that of the ballot initiatives in California for local jurisdictions to open, say, their town to a cannabis dispensary, more than 80% of them passed. That is a very high number. And what that means is that there are going to be a lot more stories here in California. There are going to be a lot more states that are opening up. There are states like Montana, which I never thought I'd be talking about, that are becoming pro-cannabis. Who would have thought? Who um, would have exactly. thought? I, <laughs> not me. No. Um, but I think it really speaks to the fact that cannabis solves problems. Yeah. And as we look at what has been a terrible, terrible year for the world, I mean, there's just this pandemic has just not been good for so many different reasons. Cannabis is something that can A, help people and B, provide a source of tax revenue for states. And that's going to be really important. So long story is there's a lot of reasons for plus to take what is our winning model in California and go to other states. We've done that well in Nevada. Uh, we, there are more than 300 brands in Nevada. We went from basically non-existent to being one of the top three brands there uh, in short order. And we expect to do that in other, other places. I think that there are states that are more exciting than other ones, but you have to kind of tune in all the time to know how stuff is changing because it changes quickly. Okay. So when people want to tune in to plus products, where are they going? So our website's plusproducts.com. You can sign up for, for our IR email newsletter and we let people know a lot of things and different things that we're seeing on, in the industry. If I, you know, today, if I look at the industry and where the most exciting opportunities are, there are states like Michigan, which have really fast developing markets. There are states like New Jersey, which are attractive, not just because of the size of the state and the regulations they've got, but also because of their proximity to other states as well. Massachusetts is having a very successful market. And I think that if anything is clear, Cannabis in 2021 is going to be very different from cannabis in 2020 and 2019. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot more going on. There's a lot more growing up. Also going up are your gross profits. So people looking to sort of get in on the plus products ground floor, if you will, even though you've been established for some time since you were making edibles in your parents' garage, um, getting in now versus waiting until there is, you know, a broader sort of, um, overarching American sort of mandate when it comes to uh, cannabis products. Uh, getting in now is good for the investor. Why? What's your pitch? So the moment for PLUS is exactly this moment. And the reason why is because we spent all of 2020 really focusing on getting our cost controls in place. I think a lot of companies grow very, very quickly, but then they find that the core structure, the backbone of their business isn't there. I think there are, especially in this industry, other companies who talk about doing that, but doing it's another thing. We've raised our gross margins from 20 to uh, up north of 40 in some cases. We've um, 
taken our business from what was a cash flow negative position, significant one, to basically being cash flow neutral and, and earnings positive, looking like we're trending toward that very, very early next year. That is the moment at which we dial up everything we're doing just a little bit and our backbone's so strong that it grows really well. I think that's the difference between Plus and a lot of other companies right now. And before we let you go, I want to just sort of pick your brain a little bit at Equity Guru and certainly here on First Glance with Jody Vance, we're all about education and sort of finding out for the people behind uh, successful companies such as Plus Products. And uh, I wonder if you might be able to sort of give the novice investor a little bit of advice or a little bit of a peek into what your first investment was and why you made the decision to take some of your hard-earned money and invest it in, in another company. What, what made you do it? So when I was in high school, um, I had wow. a neighbor who, who worked at Apple um, and he got me a summer internship before I went to college. Now, I can't stress how unimportant I was at Apple. This is actually the year the iPhone launched. I was there. He was in the marketing division and I was interning for him, mostly scanning papers into a printer for him. And I turned to him and I said, did you know this was going to launch? And he said, absolutely. It's the thing I've been working on. I had no idea I'd been there three months. That just tells you how important I was. and how Very. <laughs> But because I was at the company and all they were talking about was their stock and all this excitement, I put $1,000 into Apple. And I can say confidently, I sold it when I had $1,500. And I was, that was not a good trade. So I'd say when you <laughs> find a good company, keep your money there and believe in the long term. So if there's anything that I learned from that experience, it was that. Um, and that was, that was a good experience. I love it, but you did, you took out your initial investment and then some, you played it super safe. Unfortunately, so safe that you probably- I did, much, and I didn't know more. about taxes or long-term capital gains or anything else at the time either. So many lessons, so many lessons. Jake, thank you for doing this. What a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, please keep us updated on everything happening at Plus Products. I'm fascinated. Will do. Thanks for having me, have, having me and stay safe out there.